Well, hello, everybody, and welcome. Happy June. This is Max and Friends. And while I am not Max, I am Max's friend, Jennifer English. And I am delighted and honored and privileged to be here tonight in the guest host seat. I think of all the great guest hosts over time, particularly Joan Rivers standing in, sitting in for Johnny Carson. And there are a few people that I would be as thrilled to sit in for as Max Tucci because he and I, he's like my brother from another mother. He and I have a very shared spirit of hospitality and welcoming. And throughout the month of June, as we celebrate Pride, as we celebrate the James Beard Foundation Awards, as we celebrate the Food and Wine Classic at Aspen, as we celebrate in California just a couple of nights ago, the Race to Erase MS, we have so much to be thankful for at mid-year. On the dawn of a summertime that promises to be delicious, when it's too hot to cook and too hot to eat, we will welcome you and cool you and feed you. We will quench you and hopefully we will inspire you in the spirit of Max Tucci and his forebears with the legendary Oscar Tucci's invitation to welcome all to our table. We're going to do just that tonight as we head to Chicago for the James Beard Foundation Awards that are taking place this very weekend. I am thrilled that we're going to get to go there. And then we're going to take you back to Los Angeles, where just a couple of nights ago, the extraordinary hostess and the inspirational woman and the tireless, indefatigable advocate and activist and philanthropist Nancy Davis hosted the Race to Erase MS, and I will tell you, it's a cause that is near and dear to my heart as somebody who was diagnosed with MS uh, nearly two decades ago, actually two decades ago this summer. Uh, I followed this charity very, very closely and the work that they're doing, and not only are they raising money and they're having a fabulous red carpet time, they're also doing something exceptional, which is inspiring the visionary leaders in the medical field who are really dedicated to finding a cure in our lifetimes for multiple sclerosis. Uh, they are in, in, in like full bore mode, getting the best scientists and medical professionals um, and innovative thinkers on the case and have had an extraordinary success rate. Uh, Margaret was there and she's going to report on that as well. And then a little later on in the show, we're going to get a chance to kick off pride month Um And we're going to have some exceptional tastes and flavors to share with you throughout. But before we do anything else, in the spirit of Max Tucci, I'll remind you that um, every time we come together, it's so important for us to remember that what we are nourished by and what we are nourished with can only come into our being and our soul and our vessel that has room for it. So I'm going to ask you to take a big, deep breath tonight. Because we are going to do so, and as we bring in all of that new energy, we're going to exhale out and cleanse out all of the energy and things that no longer serve us, making room for unconditional love and inspiration. So join me now. Big deep breath in. And let it out. And let go of everything that no longer serves us. And so may we tonight at our table, at Max's table, be able to do things that are for the most extraordinary and delicious, greatest good of all concerned and let go of anything that no longer serves us. That's our plan. That's our invitation to you. My dear friend, Margaret McSweeney is the host of Kitchen Chat, the multi-award winning show that she created and has welcomed to her table some of the most legendary and iconic, important, and influential tastemakers from the world of hospitality, cooking. And we have a shared passion for having conversations with people who've made a real difference in our world. If you haven't listened to Kitchen Chat on kitchenchat.com or any of the great podcast platforms where you can find it, we'll give you lots of links and ways to do that. We'll remind you that you can find Margaret on Instagram and on other platforms as well. But tonight, we make it really easy because she's here with us. She's joined us here through the magic of StreamYard. 
from her own suite at the James Beard Foundation Awards in Chicago, Illinois, where the 2023 James Beard Foundation Awards weekend is underway, having named and awarded several categories of awards thus far from media and cookbooks and tomorrow night are the chef and restaurant awards. Margaret is a little jet lagged because she was literally about 10 seconds ago in Los Angeles for the race to erase MS with the incredible Nancy Davis. And so being the good sport that she is, and the intrepid journalist that she is. She is actually covering both events in two time zones for us tonight, literally live. And she joins us now, Margaret McSweeney, host of Kitchen Chat. How are you? I'm doing great, Jennifer. It is such a delightful honor to be here with you on Max's show. A big hug from my heart to both you and to Max for the special invitation to join you this evening. All right, I'm going to I'm going to wax on for about 30 more seconds. You are a member of Les Dames d'Escofia. You are an award-winning host yourself. You've actually been the host of several television programs, some of which are in development we're not allowed to talk about yet. You've also been part of the important group that has been steering and stewarding the International Association of Culinary Professionals through this period of pandemic into the future. You've done so much in your professional career uh, for the hospitality industry. I just, I want to make mention of those facts because you are pioneering in your leadership and you're very humble um, in your, in your acceptance of flowers. And so let this just be our giving you a few flowers of gratitude and acknowledgement for the extraordinary work you've done over time. But I say that because it also puts you in the position of being a really learned and knowledgeable expert person who has seen a lot over the last 10 or 15 years. And that gives you valuable perspective to talk about the 2023 James Beard Foundation Awards, not the least of which is you were on the red carpet last year when the awards were given in Chicago, and you were able to talk to some of the most up-and-coming, influential, and exciting young talent this year, you are there. You'll be on the red carpet again tomorrow night. Let's talk about last year, this year. The 2023 James Beard Foundation Awards have always made news, but this year they're making extra news. Can you talk a little bit about what's going on literally right now in Chicago that you've been attending? And what can you tell us about what you've seen so far? How are this year's Beard Awards different and exciting? Well, first of all, thank you for the beautiful bouquet. It was more than just a few flowers. Thank you for your kind words. I truly appreciate you and our friendship. Chicago is a buzz with Jane Beard, James Beard Foundation weekend, and you'll never believe who else is here. Taylor Swift has <laughs> been here all weekend. So, uh, is that a coincidence? I think not. Somebody told me he's a foodie. <laughs> now we know. Exactly. So it has been quite, 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 um, quite the show. So first of all, today, um, I was very busy and thank you again for this opportunity to attend a lot of different events. So, oh my goodness, I'm gonna have to go on a big diet later this week, but I'm enjoying every bite right now. Started the morning with a, it was called Bacon Brunch and Bubbles event, sponsored by uh, Nyman Ranch and Fortune Seafood and Mariano's. It was at the old Chicago Athletic Club, beautiful, oh, wow. looking over um, Lake Michigan and just a beautiful um, vantage point. And it was fun, but it was, it was I think... Everyone really enjoyed it. You could create your own champagne bar by putting different garnishes in the champagne glass. And also the Bloody Mary bar was very popular with all the garnishes. They had Nyman uh, Ranch meats available, olives. It was just be as creative as you want. The big hit, and I think it ties in with the whole focus on just celebrating international cuisine within the United States. It was chicken and waffles, but Nancy, it was so incredible because it was a Korean spiced chicken 
on the waffles. So once again, I think that just is a, a small bite, a small example of the global appreciation right here at home. And I think that theme continues everywhere. I also have the honor of attending the event. Uh, oh, oh, this was really fun too. Boca and Avec with two wonderful Chicago restaurateurs, Kevin Bame with Boca and Donnie Medea with Avec. They came together and celebrated 20 years because both restaurants have been in Chicago 20 years. So there was a big celebration for that. Ran into our dear friend, Chef Andrew Zimmern, who truly brings the world to our plate with all of his shows and the taste of culture and, and cuisine. And um, just had so much fun um, meeting everyone and then attended a, a special champagne event for James Beard Foundation and uh, just toasting, ran into Mary Sue Milliken. So it was great to see her. Uh, and then ended the evening at a cocktail celebration. It's called, um, uh, what is it? Three Dots and a Dash. Mm -hmm. And it feels like you're going underground in a tunnel <laughs> with, um, with the venue where it was. It was so much fun in an alleyway. They brought in um, mixologists from London, from Mexico, from all over the United States to share different flavors and taste of, of uh, a lot of rum <laughs> was there uh, and other wonderful drinks. So there is just a big celebration to set the table. It is exciting. Chicago welcomes with open arms everyone who is here celebrating food and uh, cuisine, and most of all, the camaraderie, the community that food brings to the table. How are we doing as a, as a cuisine culture? You've had the chance to see us change from that really solid Escoffier-focused, classically French-trained, traditional definition of fine dining cuisine culture to the world we have today. And I'm really interested in how you could explain to someone, a young person who loves food, who needs to know where we come from, to know where we go next, about how big a shift we've all experienced and how exciting and important this moment in time is and what it means. It is very exciting because I feel at last so many cuisines are front and center, you know, just like the Korean chicken for the chicken and waffle <laughs> dish. Uh, I feel that everyone's palates are more um, open, I guess, to trying different tastes and flavors. And yes, I must say the skill set, the techniques uh, learned, you know, from the culinary schools, from uh, Escoffier, um, and and what he brought to the table. I think that's still very important, but it's just applied differently. I think, and uh, people just really seem to to be accepting this great the great cuisines out there. Right. Um, yeah. Let's talk a little bit about Chicago. You call it home in your work for Middleby Corporation, where you work both with commercial and residential, um, purveying to some of the most beautiful kitchens that are created today with everything from the Cornu's very finest to, to commercial kitchens that are literally at the cutting edge of, of what we're experiencing today in our industry. You've had a career in Chicago. You know Chicago. One of the things I'm really curious about is how has the James Beard Awards coming to Chicago from New York changed Chicago? What's the impact of the Beard Awards on Chicago? Well, I, I think aside from just the economic benefits, which is wonderful having so many people here, it, it it's also, I think, been 
an eye-opening experience where people see, you know what, Chicago is a culinary capital. There are fantastic restaurants, people on the cutting edge, Grant Atches, you know, all of that. There is so much to be experienced here. And I think, you know, Chicago, I, I at one of the events, it was a mixture of people in the public who could attend the event uh, versus the nominees as well. And everyone was mingling and, and it was just a real celebration and a welcoming and an appreciation of mm-hmm. having such prestigious awards here in Chicago. One of the things that you're doing this year at the James Beard Awards is you get to go to the red carpet tomorrow night. I know you're covering this for Proof Magazine. You covered it last year for Food and Beverage Magazine, the the sister publication of Proof Magazine. And from the food and beverage side, you're looking at what the future of our industry is forecasting by virtue of what is being honored this year. I have to tell you, I know you've already been speaking to a few people, and we're going to try and maybe even get one of those interviews on before the end of the show. What are you hearing from people about what the future of the hospitality industry looks like and, most importantly, tastes like? Yes. So I've had the focus on beverage since it is for proof, and I had so much fun speaking so far with a variety of ages and experience. So this one young woman, Jen, I spoke with today, she is helping educate people about this Korean fermentation for a drink and the process. And I think that shows not only the growing importance and interest in fermentation, but the international impact on this as well. I spoke with another um, expert, spirits expert, and she was talking about how important it is that uh, the clients, that they are very interested in knowing the source and um, the sustainability of the source of different uh, spirits uh, mm-hmm. that are being imported. That seems to be very important. Um, and then also just with uh, the celebration aspect, I think with champagne and all of that, it, it is a celebration. And it was interesting because Mary Sue Milliken, who of course is this wonderful chef, she said, well, this is really hard for me to say as a chef, but I think beverage is just as important as the food when it comes to hospitality. Amen. Now, what was the champagne you were all clinking glasses with today? Oh, it was so yummy, the Moet Chandon. And I have a fun story because the new executive chef at Adorn Restaurant at Four Seasons is Chef Richie Farino. And I had met him, goodness, back in 2014 at my very first IACP conference. And he was with Chef um, Moto, who had passed away, that was very sad. And um, I I will never forget, he he had these magic berries, which were supposed to trick your palate, thinking that anything sour tasted so sweet. And I'd taken a picture of that. And it turned out I am one in a million because... It didn't work on my palate because you oh, had wow. to a lemon and oh my goodness, it was so sour, but it was so much fun to reconnect with him, show him the pictures of the magic berries he had made back in 2014. And we even had a selfie back then too. So we had to update the selfie. And, that and of was- course, all you've, you've done all of this with Kitchen Chat. Tell everybody about Kitchen Chat, when you started it and why you got it started. Thank you. I started it back, oh, it was around 2012 or before, and it was a way to tangibly honor my late father, who was an incredible gourmet home chef, and my biggest regret in life was not going- And an opera singer, we should say. Oh, he was incredible. Yes, recorded with the London Concert Orchestra, just so talented, a Renaissance man and a wonderful home chef. And he passed away unexpectedly 33 years ago at the Charles de Gaulle Airport in Paris. And it was just a few months before my wedding 
So that was really, really difficult. So this journey through Kitchen Chat, I call them hugs from heaven, you know, meeting you, meeting Chef Andrew Zimmer, you know, just being part of IACP. It has just, and part of Jane's Beard Foundation, it has just been and continues to be a journey of joy. And I finally understand my father's joy of food, of cooking, although I have to say, I'm still not a very good home chef, (laughs) but I appreciate the food and the celebration much more. I have to ask you about Kitchen Chat and where we can find it, uh, because so many people are going to discover Kitchen Chat by discovering you on LA Talk Radio, on the James Beard Foundation red carpet coverage. Um, Where can we, where's the best place to find current Kitchen Chat episodes? Yes, so kitchenchat.info, so kitchenchat.info is my whole archive of everything, but it's also on iHeartRadio, on uh, Lipson, on Spotify, any of any of the places where you um, you visit for podcast. One of the things that, as somebody who respects your work and enjoys your work and has listened to some, I think I've listened to all your shows. Oh. I'm really interested how post-pandemic and the approach to Kitchen Chat that you bring in this changed world through being at the beards and covering the beards and all these things. How is Kitchen Chat evolving in this moment in time as we all in this industry evolve? Well, that's that's an interesting question. I feel that from day one, there was not a directed path for Kitchen Chat, and it, it's never been episodic. It, it's just been about storytelling and about my journey. So we might have one person and completely different cuisine on with another, a different day. So it's it's about walking this path with an open mind, an open heart, ready to learn and ready to share. That's kind of been my whole approach, and that that hasn't changed. But one really exciting hug from heaven to share, and I can't wait to brainstorm with you on this, Jennifer. During the pandemic, on Father's Day a couple of years ago, my brother called me and said, you'll never believe what I found. I'm like, what? He goes, I just opened a box, and there are over 100 recipes, maybe almost 200 recipes from around the world that my father had collected from missionaries. And I never knew that it was his intent to put together a cookbook. So I have this collection of recipes from Korea, from the Philippines, Indonesia, uh, you name it, from Af- throughout Africa and Asia. And it's very intimidating to think about, oh, am I supposed to even try to cook this? But I, I'm with an open heart, an open mind, and a readiness to learn. I would like to embark on that journey to continue honoring him, sharing these amazing recipes. And within the spirit and focus of James Beard, which is about global cuisine here in the United States, to perhaps perhaps cook alongside some chefs from those countries and have an even better and deeper appreciation of their culture and cuisine. This is Max and Friends on LA Talk Radio. I'm Jennifer English in the guest host seat tonight. You are tuned in as we have a conversation at our table with the incomparable Margaret McSweeney, host of Kitchen Chat, covering the the 2023 James Beard Foundation Awards taking place in Chicago. And we welcome any comments and conversation. You're welcome to join us. I know, Margaret, you're exhausted, but you're being such a great sport because it's L.A. And you literally woke up this morning in L.A. and then you like land in Chicago. So you're in Chicago. You're in L.A. You're straddling. We're in both places right now. Let's talk about the fact that the reason you were in L.A. was for an event called the Race to Erase MS. 
And as somebody who was diagnosed with MS, as far as I'm concerned, I feel like when I was a kid growing up in Massachusetts on Heartbreak Hill during the Boston Marathon, we would stand on Commonwealth Avenue with cups of water and whatever relief we could offer those and encouraging them to get into downtown Boston and the end of the Boston Marathon route. This idea that you can't get to the finish line fast enough for those of us who were diagnosed with MS is something that Nancy Davis takes and takes very seriously and has just done a colossal, impactful job of the research and encouraging the research, inspiring the research, resourcing the people that need to do the, connecting the people that do the research to the extent that they have come up with highly effective therapies. They've come up with all kinds of new things. We may not be at a cure, but we are so much closer than we ever were before. When you told me you were going to this event, you didn't know I had MS. And I thanked you because this is such an important event. But you know it from the other side. You know it through your friend, Nancy, who said, I'm having my event. Come on out. Yes, I have such a great, great respect for Nancy Davis. And it's been an honor to serve on the auction committee uh, to help raise the funds for this important cause. And Jennifer, I was just in shock to hear that you suffer from MS. And, oh, my heartfelt prayers. And you are a warrior. And you are you are an inspiration truly and it's been so interesting to learn more about this and what i i mean the the gala was amazing and it raised a lot of money and, and take us there because when you say you, you didn't just say los angeles you were like in hollywood you were with all the hollywood people it's the red carpet you have you know like platinum record performers you've got Hollywood Walk of Fame stars. You've got everybody there. Take us to the glamorous event, the gown you wore, the the party they threw. Uh, you sent some some video out. We got to be there vicariously. Talk about this fantastic event that was thrown a couple of nights ago in L.A. Oh, well, it city, was... and by the way, this is a city that's really good at this kind of party. And, and this is a particularly good party. Absolutely. And instead of a red carpet, they had an orange carpet because that is the color for race to erase MS and bringing up MS awareness. And not only was Nancy a true star on this, but these two women, twins, I believe, um, went down the carpet in their wheelchairs and they were, people were just cheering them on. Such an inspiration. And of course, a lot of wonderful stars. Um, Christina Ferrer was there. She has that wonderful um, cooking platform. So appreciated that. Uh, goodness, a whole lot of Hollywood. And forgive me, I'm just drawing and a place. Florida performed, one of my favorites. Hello, right. Welcome oh, to my house. I mean, that could, be the, that could be the theme song. If we didn't have such a fantastic theme song already, Welcome yeah. to My House could be our theme song. Oh, he... Is I I can't tell you Flo Rida they that group was so generous with their time their energy and they said this is not a show that that's what he they said they said I just want you to know this is not a show this is a celebration this is a celebration of those who are fighting in this race to erase MS. He was just so encouraging, um, very uplifting. And it was a lot of fun, a lot of fun. Um, and of course- I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna put you on the spot and ask you for the names of the medications or the therapies, but you got to attend uh, the symposium, uh, which included literally the most impactful physicians and researchers and scientists and you got to hear where the cutting edge is today. What did yeah. you learn and what can you share with us about the actual race to erase MS? How, how close are we? Well, the good news is there are tireless physicians and researchers working nonstop and being funded by race to erase MS. 
they had the center, uh, is it center without walls? I guess they called, Nancy called this. She started this 30 years ago. So this was a big celebration. This was the 30th year. She has been living with MS for a little over 30 years. And she shares a story when she originally went to the doctor, they said, just go home and stay in bed. There was nothing back then. And she said, no, I'm not going to do that. And of course, she grew up in a house house of philanthropists who have made such an impact with all that they have done. And so she said, no, let's let's find a cure. Let's race to erase MS. And she single handedly, you know, with the help of friends, of course, and family put together fundraisers. I think the first one was an Aspen. And since its beginning, and this is incredible, Jennifer, since its beginning, Nancy's efforts have helped bring to market with FDA approval over 25 drugs to help in this fight and this cure. So that is a... That is is not insignificant. And when I got diagnosed, I think there were two therapies, maybe three. That's... That's a quantum leap. Yes, so important. And it was interesting to hear the doctors who were Harvard, John Hopkins. Um, yeah, Dr. Howard Weiner was there from Harvard. Yes, yes. So just very inspiring what they were saying. Um, I think there might be a link to a recording. I'll have to find out of, of the Zoom um, and the in-person. But it was... Very interesting. They briefly talked about the role of AI. That will probably be farther down. There needs to be a lot more development on that side. Um, It was interesting. It was mentioned, speaking of food, um, they were talking about how intermittent fasting and also the Mediterranean um, diet, um, their benefits with that. So that was exciting to hear. of course, coupled with medication and, and all of that. Um, but that was wonderful to hear. And, and it was just a time of inspiration because the doctors gave so much hope. You know, when a lot of people might feel hopeless, um, there is hope. Uh, and Nancy says, I want to replace hopelessness with hopefulness. And it was lovely. There was this... Uh, very famous attorney, I cannot remember his name, who has been living with MS for a while, and he was sharing his story. And I love how he ended it saying, one day, I hope MS means mystery solved. Oh, I like that. Listen, Margaret, I promised you we would only have a few minutes together, but invariably, when you and I get the chance to talk, we could go for hours I know you've got a big day tomorrow on the red carpet in Chicago with the James Beard Foundation Awards. We're going to let you go. Have you decided what you're going to wear yet? I know you were down to two gowns. Oh, my goodness. I don't know either this one T-length dress or a long dress. So I don't know. (laughs) Well, we're going to say thank you so much for bringing us to the red carpet and to the James Beard Foundation Awards and to the party that Nyman Ranch threw and to the bubbly party and to the rest of it. You are truly indefatigable and you are generous and gracious. And we are really grateful that you came and spent a little bit of time as we kicked off this incredible month of celebrations. And I am grateful to you as my dear friend for doing this. Thank you so much. Give everybody a, a place where they can go find Kitchen Chat one more time. Oh, thank you so much, Jennifer. It's just been a delightful honor, truly. I am so appreciative. And it's Kitchen Chat dot info so i'd love Perfect. to to connect with with everyone out there and my tagline as you know is to always take a moment and savor the day savor the day we're going to take a very quick break here on max and friends i'm jennifer english in the guest host seat sitting in for my dear friend max tucci As we kick off Pride Month, the James Beard Foundation Awards, the Aspen Food and Wine Classic, and so, so much more. Right here on L.A. Talk Radio. We'll be right back. Oh, I will not fear. I will not fear. No, no. 
Welcome back, everybody, to Max and Friends. I'm Jennifer English, sitting in the guest host seat tonight for Max Tucci. And as we kick off Pride Month, as we kick off the James Beard Foundation Awards this weekend, as we kick off the Aspen Food and Wine Classic a little later on in the month, as we kick off more events than we have time to even list before we run out of time this evening, we do so with the idea that all are welcome at our table. And if we go back several decades to the Stonewall events that gave rise to what we now call pride. Uh, It was a very different world. And what do we even mean when we mean pride today, when we say that June is Pride Month? Are you flying your rainbow flag? Did you get your free rainbow pen at Chase Bank? Well, there's a lot going on. And one of the things that's really intriguing to me as somebody who has spent a lot of time in this community I will actually start by saying I was the co-chair of Boston's 25th anniversary Pride celebration several decades ago. I could never have imagined where we'd be today, both on the advancement side and on the still-have-work-to-do side. In fact, I think there's more work to do than ever before. So what are we going to do? We're going to look at where this month is going to take us and how. The idea of pride is being reimagined, redefined, and reactivated in some quarters and actually retired in others. My good friend Akash Patel is joining us from New York City, where he had the opportunity to attend an event that was one of the more interesting things that I've read about in the last few days. As well, we're going to talk to him about some controversial news that Pride got canceled at Target. For this and much more, we turned to one of our most intrepid and knowledgeable friends. Akash Patel is a luxury style expert. He is the founder of Mezcal Hotels. He is a leading art expert, design, luxury, and cannabis expert. And in his multi-platform work, both in real life and in the metaverse, has become the de facto expert in all things metafidgetal. He is the one and only Akash Patel. How are you, a graduate of Gallatin at NYU? Oh my God, Jennifer, thank you so much for that wonderful introduction. You stacked so many things in there that I feel confused of my own identity. (laughs) (laughs) So that's actually an interesting thing to say. I'm I'm confused about my own... 
How do you not be confused by your own identity when the world of identification has changed so much that it requires recalibration for every single person of all stripes? Well, I think if you think about each of us as people, the way that we identify is different things. Like as a person, how do you identify? Like people are identified often by their career. Sometimes people are identified by their role in family. Like they could say they're a father or a mother or a brother. And so sometimes that's the dominant role, right? Sometimes it's the career. So it does, it depends on what somebody's using as the marker to identify who they are and who they want to be. And I think that's not always the same thing. So often I think it's professional that we use that. But then if you become too much of your professional identity, then people want to know who are you really away from your work. And if you love your work, then that becomes an even more blurred line because I think now more than ever, the blurred line between personal life and work, I think there is no line. I think it's the same because people expect you, you know, to know who you are and, and it's just a matter of privacy and boundaries. When I talk to you about having a conversation tonight to kick off the month of pride here on Max and Friends, you said something so controversial and thought-provoking, it's literally been haunting me all day. You said something about what pride actually means today and what does pride mean? I'm going to throw the question back out there to everybody to consider. If I were to ask you, what is it that we're celebrating when we celebrate Pride Month? What does pride mean anymore? I think it means celebration of identity, period. That you can be whatever you want to be. You can name it whatever you want to name it. And really, it doesn't matter to anybody but yourself. And I think that's what the real message is, is that like it, it, it's true individuality of acceptance of anything, right? Of like, how do you do Look, you can be a furry, which I still don't understand that. I think Canada is extremely furry, um, pro-furry. <laughs> but, you know, like it, it, sometimes it even sounds absurd. But the point is about just not questioning people that if somebody wants to say, I am this and you don't understand it, that it's still like it's not hurting you. So just let them say it and say, OK, and, and let them be. I know we're not going to have nearly enough time, but we've got about five minutes in which time we get to talk about two things that I think are really interesting that you brought to our attention. One is the Shamboard event in New York that I heard about from you. I then read about other places, but the most compelling thing about the event was it is one of those things that you were so excited about that it, that it, that it demonstrated to me. I haven't seen you that excited in a long time. What was it about this event that really ticked all the boxes of excitement for you? It was quick. It was 15 minutes. And I, my time is really valuable. And so if I can, and, and it was closely located to where I am. So the, I'm very, very close to the Freehand Hotel, like almost a block and a half or two blocks. So it is the kind of thing where I was able to walk by enter and then participate and then leave in fact they were a little delayed but you know like i went because of the fact that it was a short time commitment and just wanting to know like okay so they did they didn't even so do what was the event well so the i think Shamboard has sponsored uh, a cocktail making class so their cocktail making class is happening in, I believe, several cities. I know Miami and New York are some of the key cities. They're working with um, specifically hotel chains like the Moxie Hotel and then the um, Freehand Hotel, which is Broken Shaker. They have a bar in Miami and then one in New York. And Moxie, I think they're working with either the East Village one, the Williamsburg, and then maybe even another um, city as well. And we should just say that Chambord is a French raspberry or flamboise liqueur. Correct. So the drink they were, I think, I don't know if they were, I think they've been switching it up where, so they've been having contestants from RuPaul Drag Race um, basically host and then, you know, teach the class through having like a station, making it fun. It's very quick. It's like 
you know, they have all the things laid out. You don't really need to know anything about anything. You just basically mix the stuff. I wasn't even listening. And then at the very end, I realized, do I just dump all the stuff in the in the thing and shake it? Because it's all pre-made and you get a little bottle of Chambord that comes in a fancy bottle and you only use half of it up. And then they give you like a sparkly bag to take it home. And then this morning I put the Chambord in my hot chocolate because it was just a little dab. <laughs> and that is not something I recommend. Although maybe some people like that. I tend to like saffron over raspberry in my hot chocolate. But it was a great, you know, experience, I think. The point was they're trying to bring awareness to commute, you know, to the LGBT AI plus community, as well as like, um, I think they, there's a, um, something they're matching donations with an organization called P flag. So there's a lot of different things involved in terms of like promoting their beverage, but then also supporting, you know, um, uh, pride month as well as like, you know, like finding, people who will like the beverage and who are interested through those hotel chains because they're fun places. Like the Broken Shaker at the Freehand has a spectacular view. That's probably one of the things I love is that it's a very, very old building, but it's got like a little, it makes me think of the movie almost Ghostbusters. It's got all this architectural detail. And then you feel like you're just like at a cafe. It's very casual. It's easy. And it's just the views are really spectacular and it's different than most other rooftops in New York City. Before we run out of time, I have to ask you about the RuPaul Drag Race contestants who were brought in to do this. Um, you're in New York and there's a vibrant drag scene, but the drag culture and the idea of drags are in the news and political crosshairs today more perhaps than ever before. How do you attribute that awareness to this news moment in time and this political moment in time and how an event like this is timely because of that and how important it is to be able to have an event like this to sort of neutralize some of that drum banging that might be happening to politicize something that really isn't. Well, I think it's a marketing event, right? It's about like connecting a brand with their audiences and then understanding who their consumer is and then valuing valuing the consumer, right? Because we're moving to a, a, a place where business isn't the same in terms of like, you know, like where people talk about communities and, and just listening for like brands to understand because with all of the digital communication we have, the sentiment of how consumers and audiences feel about brands is changing always, right? So you can gauge based on all of the social uh, presence of like, are people excited? Like, are they supportive? Do they like the brands? Like, what do they think? So that that is an extension. You mentioned the word digital before, right? That's an extension of blending the physical and the digital together, which is known as the digital which is what I love. And then you also even mentioned another word, metafidgetal, which I think is almost like metaphysics, thinking about the blend of physical and digital and what it actually does to our mindset of behavior and immersion. Because it's not just about the physical and the digital. It's about how humans behave and how we evolve in our thinking and our thought process. And inclusion is part of that, right? And how we treat others and how the effects of health are from our well-being. Akash Patel, can you tell everybody where they can come and follow you online on the social platforms and in your offerings throughout these platforms, your opines, your shows, where can we find you? You can find me everywhere under NYC Akash, which is A-A-K-A-S-H. So NYC Akash at Twitter, at Insta, at all of these platforms, and even nycakash.com. You can also find me around Mezcal Hotels. There's uh, Instagram you can follow of that. And, you know, the last thing I want to mention is there the people, the, the drag queens and hosts of the event were really wonderful. The, my particular event that was uh, yesterday was hosted by Derek Berry and ne Nebraska. Um, and they were just so animated and, you know, it was a really, really great event. And even though I did say like it's marketing and all, I think the event being quick was fun. So thank you so much, Jennifer, for allowing me to um, tell you about it. 
Happy Pride. Happy Pride to you. We're going to wrap up this edition, the first edition of June in 2023 of Max and Friends. I'm Jennifer English, thanking Max Tucci for the privilege of being in the guest host seat. We'll see you again next week. Cheers. <laughs>